Welcome to the On Deck Podcast for all your baseball DFS needs with your superstar hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Casey Bubba and Bogman. On Deck Podcast is sponsored by LineStar App, the number one top rated data and analytics tool for daily fantasy sports. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the On Deck MLB DFS podcast brought to you by the wonderful people at Lionstar Sports. Make sure you check them out on Twitter at Lionstar App and at Lionstar MLB and download the app in the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. You will not regret it. Everything you need to build the winning lineups in the palm of your hands. So go check that out and make that happen. You can find myself on Twitter at BD and my co-host, as always, on Twitter at Bogman Sports. Scott Bogman, how are we doing, my friend? What's up? What's up? Hey, Schwarbaum, twice. In one Once. night, Otani leadoff bomb. So we're doing pretty good, bub. Yep, things are good over here. Swag, swag. It's like Oprah on a Monday. <laughs> swag, everyone gets some. So yeah, tons of fun stuff here. There's lots and lots of offense, as we expected on Monday. It was crazy town. The uh, Cleveland Indians went bananas, but uh, the popular Astros and uh, Yankees, not so much. So that was entertaining. And uh, Peralta looked like he was going to get shelled. He brought things back to reality. So that was... Uh, that was good as yeah, well. Yeah, your boy so, Descofani kind of was shaky in the first inning and then came back and pitched pretty nicely. So Yeah, not too shabby. He's given up three solo homers, but other than that, it's pitched pretty darn well. Yeah, Dylan Bundy, by the way. I, I don't know. I, I can watch people break stuff better than I can watch people ralphing. I just, that, that he stuff. He went full that, Willie Beeman. He went full yeah. Willie Beeman on that one, man. <laughs> I didn't know. I was I literally watching the game, doing some stuff on my computer, and I just look up and I see he's like kind of hands on knees behind the mound. I'm like, what the heck's he doing? Next thing you know, he had, he had red Gatorade. Let's tell you that much. He had red Gatorade. <laughs> or Kool-Aid, something, yeah. Something. <laughs> or there's some sticky stuff he was trying to hide in his gums, and it just wasn't a good idea. I don't know. So, no yeah, good, tough, Dylan. tough go Get there better. for Bundy. Yeah, there's the running joke also. Even he's sick of his recent performances. So, um, yeah, ton, tons of fun oh, for Dylan Bundy. But on that note, we have 15 games on Tuesday, so we'll get started on that one real nice and quick for you here because it's going to be a doozy. we got Colorado. Again, lots of offense on this slate. But we do have some good pitching, which is very nice. We'll start things off. The Angels at the New York Yankees on this one. My good buddy, Andrew Heaney, graces us in the Bronx against Jamison Tyon. Over under of nine and a half on this one. Heaney 85 on DK 83 on FanDuel, tie on 74 and 71. Are we stacking it up or you want some pitching in this one? Stack it up. It's going to be a no for me, dog, on the pitching. Uh, not really interested in either one of these guys today. Uh, and the hitting is, you know, these two teams you would think would be better, but there's not a lot of hot guys here. There's some good PVB data. DJ LeMayhew, uh, five for 10 against Heaney with a bomb. Uh, Brett Gardner, three for eight against him with a homer. And Jose Iglesias, three for five with two doubles against Tyon. Uh, but other than that, Otani's been hitting. Fletcher is a nice cheap option at 26 and 25. Judge or Stanton, you could throw those guys in there. Uh, but that's about all I'm interested in in this game. Not really an exciting one to me. Yeah, Tyon coming off a good start, but I still like targeting him, especially with guys like Otani and Walsh. Walsh, had he smoked some balls today, too. Like He, uh, he, he had a nice little ball game, so I don't, I don't mind like a little Otani-Walsh. Such a big slate. I'm not going all in on this game, but I could definitely see the appeal if you want to. And anytime anyone wants to stack against Heaney, I'm a fan. So knock yourself <laughs> out. But I have some other targets I'd rather go to on this slate. And one of them resides here. Miami at the Philadelphia Phillies. We've got Trevor Rodgers versus Vince Velasquez. Over under eight and a half on this one. Rodgers 97 on DK, 77 on Fandle. Vinny V 72 and 61. Either pitcher interest you on this one. 
Well, Rodgers, uh, I mean, four out of his five last five are quality. Uh, starts uh, against Philly this year, 13.2 innings pitch, two earned runs, 13 strikeouts. He's been good. And Velasquez has two quality starts this year, and one of them was against Miami on May 25th. Not really interested in him in a big slate like this. I think there's better cheap options. But if you want to go like full contrarian, I kind of get it. But I think uh, for the most part, I'm going to go with bats here. And on the Miami side, starting Marte, uh, five for seven against Velasquez in his career with a double, seven for 19 for Miguel Rojas, hitting 368 against him with a bomb, three for nine for John Bertie, and maybe Garrett Cooper is a cheap option. He's been hitting at 32 and 22. Yeah, no, I like a little Marlins action here. Uh, Marte, Cooper, Chisholm would be the three I have circled. If you want to go deeper, there are the Rojas, the Berties, the Aguilars, the, even the Duvals who's swinging well. But if you want to just keep it simple, get a little value, Marte, Cooper, Chisholm, Chisholm's below 4K on DK as well. So I like that angle here. The one thing I will say, I'm a big Trevor Rogers fan. He's going to be low owned on Tuesday. If you want to go there, you can. Philadelphia over the last 30 days is destroying left-handed pitching. A 133 WRC plus, uh, ISO way over 200. Like they are crushing left-handed pitching. So just keep that in mind. And it's in Great American Small Bar because in Miami, I like it a lot more. Rogers could feast. Uh, it wouldn't shock me, but I'm going to be careful on this big slate. Probably not get too much Rogers in my life. And I will use a little Miami as some value to get some of the big plays we're going to want later on in the slate. Tampa Bay at the Washington Nationals on this one. No total on this one. We got Rich Hill taking on Mr. Joe Ross. Hill's 94 on DK, 68 on Fandle. Talk about price discrepancy. Yeah. Ross, Ross is 84 on DK, 74 on Fandle. I think I'm just passing on the pitchers here, Boggs. Yeah, I mean, Ross has been turning it on lately. Uh, three of his last four have been quality starts. And in those uh, four starts, he's got a 26 to four strikeout to walk ratio. So maybe a little contrarian play once again, but I'm with you. Five starts in a row without a quality for uh, good old D Mountain. So pass on him too. Uh, stick to bats here. Ryan Zimmerman, six for 11 against Hill in his career with two bombs and a double. Three of those six hits are extra bases. Josh Harrison, two for six with a double and a homer. Both of his hits, extra bases. Josh Bell, two for seven with a double. And then there's hot hitters on both sides. Obviously, Kyle Schwarber, 48 and 35. Just if he's going to keep hitting leadoff homers, he's definitely worth that price. Uh, Trey Turner, Juan Soto is super expensive. Uh, Starlin Castro is a nice cheap option, 28 and 24, if he gets in the lineup. And then on the Tampa Bay side, you know, Manny Margot is still a cheap option. You can play Meadows, Lowe, or uh, Franco if you want to. Yeah, no, there's definitely options on both sides here. I'm kind of neutral on this game. Like, if you want to go, there's Zimmerman even went deep in a pinch hit roll on Monday. So if you want to get some of these bats to attack kill, you can. I don't see him going more than, like, five innings because there's no DH and stuff. I could see a lot of bullpen from Tampa Bay coming in this one. So we'll see how that goes. But... You can attack Ross if you want to. But again, 15 game slate, it's going to pass. It's going to pass on this one. Seattle at Toronto. I hate now Trevor he Bauer so Andrew. much, by the way, just to just to let you know. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's, he's, <laughs> I know he's you're special. watching your Giants, but uh, he's, he's, ooh, he's hashtag God, special. It's the best way I can. It's the best way I can keep it PC on this show. Um, <laughs> Seattle at Toronto. We have Chris Flexen versus Robbie Ray on this one. This one's very intriguing to me because Flexen's been good of late. Robbie Ray's been good. The over under is 10. You have flexing at 65 and 67. Robbie Ray's 10, 5, and 10, 8. I'll let you have the floor first. Any interest in the pitching? Uh, yeah, actually, on both sides. I mean, um, three quality starts in a row for Flexen. I can't, I can't bring myself to pay for him against Toronto. I can't do it. 
Uh, but Robbie Ray, one of the best options. I mean, he's priced like it at 10-5 and 10-8, but that kind of takes me out of bats in this game. Uh, there have been some hot bats. Taylor Trammell has been hot, and he's cheap, 22 on both sides. Dylan Moore starting to hit a little bit, 3,500. Crawford has been really hitting, but he's priced up at 43 and 28. So, I mean, any Blue Jays you want, whenever you can go for it. But uh, I like Robbie Ray. Flexen has been good, which makes me kind of off of Toronto bats. Yeah, we're on the same page. Flexen has been good. Again, like you said, anytime you want a Toronto, you can't Toronto. This is the Kansas City Chiefs, basically, of the Major League Baseball right now. So right. just play them at your own will. Uh, the one thing I will say, if you want to be different one way or another, like Grichik is always low-owned, Gurriel is always low-owned, um, Biggio is low-owned, and Joe Panic will be low-owned. So if you intermix maybe two of those guys or two of the chalk, you'll be much different. And you can still get your Toronto exposure. And Robbie Ray, I love on the slate. Like, there's going to be a guy we talk about later that's priced ahead of him in DK, and this guy right below him on DK. I think Robbie Ray is going to come in low owned because most won't, won't want to pay this price point. And secondly, his upside is tremendous. The, the Seattle Mariners, the way I talked about Philly destroying left handed pitching, the Mariners have been ice cold versus left handed pitching the last month, like a 30% K rate, an ISO of 0. 0.062. Like, they are just horrific right now. So uh, Robbie Ray, I like a ton in tournaments. I think if you want to go to these other guys, we'll talk about later in cash, safer floor, sure. Robbie Ray in tournaments, big fan of on this slate. Detroit at Cleveland on this one. This has a uh, offensive explosion written all over it. Jose Urania, JC Mejia, over under nine and a half. It was like 13 to five on Monday. I kind of see a replicated game on Tuesday, Box. You said it's nine and a half? Yeah, over. I kind of like Mejia a little bit as a contrarian. 61 and 62 is super cheap on both. Quality start last time out. Uh, Detroit has been miserable, as you mentioned. Uh, but I, I know they've been hitting a little, but uh, he went up to 96 pitches in his last start. So he's been he's been decent going out there. So I, I'm, in, I'm into him a little bit, which kind of brings me off Detroit bats a bit, but Cleveland bats for sure. Urania has been miserable uh eddie rosario harold ramirez still cheap 33 and 28 uh ahmed rosario is six for 15 with two doubles against urania so uh, i'm into some cleveland bats here for sure yeah cleveland's one of my one of my top stacks uh to avoid coors chalk um eddie rosario's been sneaky sneaky good over the last couple weeks hitting cleanup for the cleveland you pair him up with j ram on a monster monday night harold ramirez like you mentioned still cheap People forget Ahmed Rosario. There's so much to like in this offense. You can go Cesar Hernandez if you want, but like Ahmed Rosario, J Ram, Eddie, Harold, that little one, like two through five, I think is outstanding right now. Uh, I'm a big fan of Cleveland tonight as a, as a secondary stack if you need to, or even a primary stack. And then you take the chalk and make them a secondary stack. Another way to be different on your slates. So <laughs> I like that a lot. Never, I, I don't mind Badu uh, or Grossman if you're looking for value. They're super cheap. So. You can go something like that. Das Cameron is cheap as well if you want to, but Cleveland, big, big fan. Kansas City at Boston on this one. Brad Keller versus Nick Pavetta over under 10.5 on this one. I know Pavetta's been up and down this year, but I'm just, I, I'm bats in this game, Bogdan. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I thought you were going to uh, campaign for him for a second. I was no. like, no way. No. no. Uh, he, he had a decent start against Kansas City on the 18th. Uh, five innings pitch, three earned runs, six to three uh, strikeouts to walks, but 20 earned runs in his last 20.1 in, or 20 to 30 innings pitch for Keller. Yeah, so let's go with bats here. Let's go with Bogarts, Devers, Renfro is still cheap, 36 and 28. He went yard twice, 
on Monday. Uh, Michael O'Hearn or Michael Taylor and, and Ryan O'Hearn have been hitting uh, Michael Taylor five for 12 against Pavetta in his career with two doubles. Uh, Whit Merrifield went yard 57 and 33. So give me, give me bats or give me death in this game. Yeah, Carlos Santana went yard. He should have had two at any other ballpark. He did that BS corner in right center field in, in Fenway. <laughs> like they caught it in yeah. the corner. Might as well set up a tent out there. It was, uh, <laughs> he, he should have two home runs. Uh, Michael Taylor went deep. So I don't mind Casey. If you want to be a little different, that's fine. It's a big slate. So you don't have to be super crazy all the time, but I get the appeal because it is Nick Pavetta, but Boston's a great stack. The beauty of the 15 game slate is most of the want to flock to like Houston or Toronto or Coors, which could leave Boston much more less owned than they should be. Like they should be smashing this one just like they did on Monday. I love the Renfro call. He's been on fire like the last three to four weeks, actually hitting yeah. for average with his power. So that's like really beneficial there. That Adam Duvall is not doing. Yes. <laughs> bingo. And you mentioned Devers. Like I love Boston on this slate. So yeah, don't sleep on them. Even Bobby D went deep on Monday. So big, big stuff out of Boston on Tuesday. Oh, this one's going to be so good. San Diego <laughs> at Cincinnati. Blake Snell, Tony Santion, over under nine and a half because Blake Snell is a bum. And it's in Great American Small Park. It's going to be hot, humid. I think this one has more runs than Coors Field. Oh, okay. You know, I'll take that. I actually, if I have to pick a pitcher, I would go with Santillan instead of Snell. Oh, I'm uh, with I, you there, too. I'm with you there. Uh, but but give me bats, like you said. I mean, Fam, Grisham, Cronenworth uh, has been hitting. Machado is still hitting. Uh, how many runs did the Red score on Monday? 11 million. Go with Cassianos. Go with India. Go with any of those guys. So, yeah, stack bats in this one. Yeah, so many people in the chat rooms I'm a part of were so mad because they didn't do anything in Great American Small Park over the weekend. And then they erupted on Monday. I'm like, this is why it's baseball, people. Like, you just <laughs> trust the process here. Things are going to be okay. On paper, this is another just, just smash block. Snell is not that good right now. You have uh, um, Castie at a granny on Monday, loves facing lefties. But I also like the I like the Padre side a ton here. Like, this is a, a team that's clicking right now. Cronenworth, like you mentioned, Tatis is just in fuego. But you got Fam who's swinging it really good and still affordable. There's a lot to like with San Diego. I think they are a phenomenal pivot off a of Coors. I think there's a lot of runs. Like I might have overstated, but I would not be shocked if there's more runs in this game because like I like the pitching almost a little better in Coors Field than I do in this game. So be quite interesting on this one. Mets at Atlanta on this one. This is going to be interesting. We have uh, Tyler McGill going up against Charlie Morton over under nine. You got McGill. He's free. Morton's 88 on DK's 9,000 on Fandle, and he makes for an interesting tournament play, Bugman. Dude, Morton, his last start was against the Mets, and he had 11 strikeouts, which was his high for the year. And uh, he started twice against the Mets this year. Uh, 13 innings pitch, one earned, 19 strikeouts, two walks. And they were both in the 11 strikeout game. So, uh, yeah, I'm in on Morton here for sure, which makes me all the way out on uh, bets on the Mets side. But if you want to pay up for these big boppers for Atlanta, Ozzy Albies, Dansby Swanson, Ronald Acuna, Freddie Freeman against uh, a dude in the second big league start. Yeah, I'm I'm for it. Yeah, I like Morton as a great pivot. We're going to talk about, at least especially on DK, we're going to talk about a guy that's mispriced right below him on DK. It's going to get all the ownership. So Morton's going to go over the, like, under the radar completely. You mentioned his last start. He's got two straight starts of seven innings or more and zero earned runs, and he's been striking guys out. So Morton, we know, could slip on the banana peel at any time. We've seen it this year. It's very doable. At the same time, I like what he's doing right now, and you're going to ride that train, especially at the ownership discount you're going to get on Tuesday night. You can play bo uh, bats if you want from Atlanta, like you said. I kind of like some other spots, but it's a great matchup. I get it. 
if I'm going to spend up, though, I think I'm going to go elsewhere on this slate. Baltimore at Houston. Baltimore's making, I, I think I saw Wells or Walls, or whatever the kid's name is, making his debut, some lefty. That ought to go swimmingly against Houston. So that's always good. Um, but then you get Jose or Kitty. 9,900 on DK, 95 on FanDuel in a phenomenal spot tonight. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all in. You know, uh, Urquidy has has been great. He's made us look smart. Last start was against Baltimore. Seven innings pitched, no earn, six strikeouts, uh, one walk, three quality starts in a row, 19 to 3K to walk over those three starts. He has been on fire. So I'm all about Urquidy today. There's a lot of good pitching. It's just going to be hard, which makes it better because, you know, you're going to get split ownerships on these guys for sure. But yeah, give me Urquidy and then whatever Astros bats you want. Jordan Alvarez, hot. Miles Straw, hot and cheap, 31-24. Correa, Brantley, Gurriel, uh, you know, stack up these Astros against Baltimore. Yeah, Houston's a very, very good stack. Similar, like you said about Toronto, just play Houston. That's what they do. So they'll be popular and for good reasons, a great spot. And, and they let they let everybody down on Monday. So don't think that's going to last too much longer. And Urquidy, I love. Love Urquidy, like behind Robbie Ray. is one of my top three. I'm going to say top three because there's another guy we're going to talk about later that might slip into third there or second. We'll see. But I like Urquidy a ton on this game. Chicago Cubs at the Milwaukee Brewers. We got Zach Davies, Brandon Woodruff over under seven. Davies is 69 on DK, 76 on Fandle. Woodruff, 11,000 on DK, 11,400 on Fandle. He is your highest-priced pitcher on both websites. What you say here, Boggs? I mean, he has to be. All three of his starts against the Cubs this year have been quality. Uh, 19 innings pitched, one earned run, 22-3 to three strikeout to walks. Uh, they were all in April, but... I mean, that's just a good track record. Davey's been pretty good, too. Uh, three out of his last four have been quality starts. The one that wasn't was an eight Ernie one, so that one was kind of rough. But, uh, I mean, Woodruff is the best option on the slate today, but the problem is, is he's also priced as the best option on the slate today. So uh, I get not wanting to start him because he's expensive, but he is the best, and I don't want any bats in this game. Hard pass yeah. on bats. Yeah, I don't want no bats in this game. Like, Davey's has been good enough for me to be like, yeah, I'm good, bro. But uh, he's he's coming off that combined no no, so we'll see. But yeah, he's he's been good enough that even if the Brewers get to him, I don't think they blow up. And on a fifteen game slate, you need the blow up. That's kind of how yeah. it goes. So if if Milwaukee goes off, I'll tip my cap. But Woodruff, I like what I'm going to say here is I love him as your cash pitcher. I think I want to go to Robbie Ray or Keedy or one other guy in tournaments for the lower ownership with a similar upside. If that makes I'm sense, I'm with you. So that's kind of my angle. Like I love Woodruff. He's in a smash spot, but save a couple shekels for some bats on this slate. Um, Minnesota at the Chicago White Sox. This game got rained out on Monday. We broke this game down. Kenta Maeda versus Lucas Giolito over under eight and a half, but we didn't break down. Is the price discount Maeda got to 7,000 instead of 75 <laughs> on DK, 71 on FanDuel. We really didn't get to talk about how Giolito went from like 10-3 to 8,700 freaking dollars yeah. on DK. 98 on FanDuel. This is why Charlie Morton will be unowned at 88. <laughs> right. Everyone in their mom is going to be on Julio now. And, and I get it. And I still love him in this spot. He's yeah. been he's been great. So uh, I could easily go with him. Uh, I'm still not into Maeda, even with a discount. Um, you know, I, I think there's other guys you can go that are a little bit cheaper um, or a little more more expensive that I expect a little more from. But, yeah, I'm still on a, on Giolito. And like you said, because of the discount, he is going to be owned all over the place. Yeah, I like Maeda as an SP2. I'm still there with him at 7K. I actually like him more now at the discount. Gio, I love. I love him a lot. 
He's going to be so chalky, though. That's why I wanted to talk about Morton earlier. I'm, I'm glad we both kind of agreed on that. Morton's going to go virtually unowned because of Geo at 87, at least on DK, because they're like almost the same price. Yeah. So everyone's yeah, going to go Julito. And, and at the same time, as much as I hate to do it, we've seen it from time to time. If you want to have like a two-man or three-man twin stack just to be contrarian, because Geo's going to be so stupid high-owned, like extremely high-owned. Keep that in mind. But any bats for you in this one? Uh, no, I think because of the pitching. I mean, if you want to go with that contrarian route, right? Uh, Grandall, three for six uh, against Maeda. Jake Lamb, nine for 31 against him. Nelly Cruz has four homers off of Giolito in his career, nine for 23. That's a 391 average. Uh, eight for 27 for Kepler with three bombs. You know, but we know Giolito has done a, you know, uh, kind of a 180 in his career. So uh, I I think those are the guys if you want to go with bats, but I don't really. Yeah, no, I feel you there. Um, and Mike Yastrzemski's hobbling off the field. This is freaking outstanding. Um, four more games on the slate to go. He foul ball off of his leg. Yeah, oh, I no, see. Sorry, yeah, he's gimping around. He'll be all right. Shoot. He'll be fine. Yeah. Four more games to go real quick. And everybody, if you give a rate and review on iTunes of the podcast, the On Deck podcast, we'd much appreciate it. Um, that would help a ton. Or you can watch us on YouTube on the Line Star YouTube channel. Subscribe, give the old thumbs up. Would mean a lot. Arizona at St. Louis. Caleb Smith, Carlos Martinez, over under of nine. Caleb 66 on DK 79 on Fandle. Carmark 7K 63. I kind of like Caleb Smith as an SP2 Bogman. Oh, look at that. I, I'm actually, I'm a little surprised by that, but two quality starts in a row. I have it marked on my sheet, ultimate contrarian play. Yep. So I, I picked him uh, up in season long everywhere. And look, uh, Tori Lavallo is making terrible manage, uh, managerial decisions by leaving guys in today. He could have yanked Alex Young. Uh, he was up with two guys on and two outs, I believe in the fifth or the sixth, and he left him in there. Uh, and he wound up giving up six earned runs. So uh, Wait, Tori might just stick the, with Caleb. The game, Bogman. Nope. I get uh, I get alerts. Today? No, I get alerts from <laughs> Nick Pecoro, and I saw him talking about the interesting uh, the interesting managerial decision. But uh, I did I turned it on for a little bit. But I had the Suns game on my main screen, so That's it was fair. on That's the fair. TV, but I wasn't actively watching it. So, but I'm with you. I mean, Caleb has been pretty good recently. Uh, Christian Walker, as you mentioned yesterday, still cheap, 38 and 28. Josh Rojas went yard again, his 10th bomb of the year, 32 and 28. And then Paven Smith is starting to pick it up, and he's cheap, 26 on both. Uh, and St. Louis has just not been hitting. Uh, Nolan Arenado is two for five with a bomb against Caleb Smith. Carlson's hitting a little bit, but nobody else I'm really interested in. Yeah, I mentioned earlier how Seattle's struggling versus lefties last month. Um, St. Louis is almost equally as bad. Like they're really bad versus lefties right now. So that's another reason why I like Caleb Smith in this one. And then um, Arizona, they're your value stack of the night. Like I love stacking against Carmart. We love stacking against Carmart. You mentioned Walker's 3K, Rojas 32, Payment Smith 26, Peralta and Reddick are both 21 if you need to go down there. Like they're so cheap. So, so cheap. Um, you, you can, you don't think you need to go five man stack, but if you want like a three man to, to save some cash and be totally different, get your Arizona Diamondbacks on. That's going to be a fun one tonight. Another fun one tonight, we head to Colorado. Pittsburgh Pirates, Colorado Rockies, Chase DeYoung, Herman Marquez, over under 11 on this slate. We don't care about DeYoung. Marquez is 77 and 7,000. Any interest for you? I mean, look, I'm I, not really. Just because the Pirates have been hitting a little bit, I know they didn't hit today, but over the weekend, uh, they smashed a little bit. So, uh, And it's in Colorado and all that stuff. But I was just looking at Marquez and 
I know you can't, and it's kind of, it, it's not, it, it's pointless to say this, but you take away his two bad blowups, Marquez, and his ERA is two five five, even in amazing. Colorado. Yeah. So uh, he's had two games where he gave up eight. One was over five, but the other was in two thirds. So uh, take away those, and his ERA overall is two five five. So he's been great, but I'm not really interested in pitching in this game. There's too many other options. I don't want to take pitchers in Colorado, and uh, let's just go with some pirate spats here. I mean. Adam Frazier, four for 12 with three doubles against Marquez. Reynolds has been hitting. Key Brian Hayes has been hitting. Newman's been hitting. And on the Colorado side, Story, Rogers, Daza is always hitting and cheap. So I think I'd rather just go with bats here. Yeah, I like him a lot. Marquez, if you want to be contrarian, I'm there. I've been playing him a lot in Coors, but usually he's like in the 6K range, not in the 7K range. So it's a little different now. He's getting closer to the, the geos of the world and stuff. But I don't mind him if you want to be contrarian. I do like my Pirates bats. I've been playing him a ton. Frazier's still okay. But Brian Reynolds, the fact he's he's 37 on both sides. That's okay on Fandle. 37 on DK is criminal in, in, in Coors Field. Like, that is just ridiculously priced. He should be in every cash lineup on DraftKings. All of them. So keep that in mind. Um, I like Hayes and somebody like Gregory Plonko is only 3K on DK, which is ridiculous for uh, – for Coors Field, so you can get a very nice, affordable pirate stack with some value from the Rockies, as you mentioned. Like Rogers is forty-three, Daza, Fuentes, like they're, they're all cheap. So you can get some nice Coors exposure. I like the pirate side of things, but you could uh, have some fun either way. Texas Rangers, Oakland Athletics. We saw this game last week. Fultonevich, Caprillion, over under eight and a half. Fulty pitched out of his rear end. Not going to happen again. Caprillion's eight K on both sides. I don't mind Caprillion as an SP two. Uh, I mean. That's fine. His last start was six innings pitched uh, against Texas uh, to earn four to three strikeout swaps. I'm not really interested uh, in either of the pitchers. I'd rather go with bats, especially on the Oakland side, because it is faulty and I'm just not going to believe it. So, I mean, Matt Chapman, you want to go with Matt Olson, Sean Murphy, Jed Lowry, Tony Camp, any of those guys. And I'm not completely sold on cap. So, Gallo, Nate Lowe, both have been hitting. Adolis Garcia is starting to pick it back up. Eli White has been hitting, and he's cheap, 25 and 21. So those are the bats I'm interested in. If you want to go Texas, I get it. Uh, I'm a Caprillion homer, I think, because I just have him owned everywhere in, in fantasy, and I believe in him. But uh, Gallo had four home runs over the week, and he is heating up. So I could definitely see that having some appeal. But this is the perfect time to go back to Oakland. We stacked him hard against, against, against Fulte last time. Fulte did his job. like He surprised us all. Not happening twice for one. And secondly, a lot of people have short, uh, need, they need to have short term memory and they don't in fantasy. And they'll see that and go, I'm not doing it again. Oakland burned me last time. If we can get this Oakland A's team against Fulton Evich low owned, sign me up right now. Yeah. So, so go and get them for a light, nice late night West Coast hammer because it's also going to be very warm on the West Coast. So that ball's going to fly a little more than usual. If you're watching the Dodgers game, it's flying like crazy. It's that way all up and down the West Coast, even in Seattle. Ask them about that. So, um, it's crazy talk around here. San Francisco at the Dodgers wraps up our evening here. We got Kevin Gossman, Walker Bueller, pitchers duel over under seven and a half. Gossman's 96 on DK, 10 5 on Fandle. Bueller's 10 3 and 10,000. Both pitchers are solid. I want me some Kevin Gossman tonight. Yeah, I mean, four of his last five have been quality. His last start against the Dodgers on May 30th, six innings pitch, no earned, seven strikeouts, no walks. So he's been great. Uh, Bueller has eight quality starts in a row. He has two starts against San Francisco this year, 13 innings pitch, two earned, eight strikeouts, four walks. So I'm with you. I think I like Gossman a little bit better, especially since he's a little bit cheaper on DK, 96. He's actually more expensive on FanDuel, which is interesting. But uh, and I know you just sold us on the ball is carrying and everything, but I don't want bats in this game because the starting pitching is so good. 
Yeah, I like the pitchers. I like Gossman more basically for the strikeout upside. Because even if he gets up a run or two, he's got the strikeouts there. Bueller has been very with, like, he's had 11K games. And then you mentioned 8Ks total over 13 versus Giants. Right. Like, he's, yeah. Like, even his last start, he only had 4Ks, I think. So that's the biggest thing at that price point. I need those. That's what got Freddie Peralta back into the 20 plus points on Monday. He got hit early, struck out enough guys to make it happen. Bueller has been so wishy washy there. So I want Kevin Gossman because also. Most don't want pitchers against the Dodgers. So you can get that luxury there. Gossman's been an elite. He said, I don't know his Fandle points. I, I play mainly DK, but he has like 27 or more DK points in five of his last six or seven starts. That's almost, it's as close as you're going to get to DeGrom-esque. There's no one else that gets close mm-hmm. to him, but it's as close as you're going to get. So um, I'll take that up. All right, like, homeboy. You know, Homer fan, like you said, Homer fan I, boy. I, I like you just said, called uh, Kevin Gossman Jacob DeGrom. No one's Jacob DeGrom. Come on. I said he's as close as you'll get. Not that he is. Okay. It's as close as you'll get. Don't put words in my mouth. No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm going to pass on the bats here. If there's a small slate, I go with some contrarian plays, but I'll pass on this one. All right. Recap on things real quick. If you had to narrow it down, who's your top high-priced pitcher? All right. So, I mean, yeah, we go between Ray Morton, Gilito, Woodruff, Rogers, or Keedy here, uh, I guess. So, um, I'm going to say Woodruff is just the best option. I know he's the most expensive. Uh, I think after him, I would probably go Ray Morton uh, as my next two. Yeah. My, my three pack, I got Ray or Keedy Gossman is where I'm going. That's, and then That's Morton, Morton would be right outside for me because I'm just going to play the ownership game there. So, Ray, Ray uh, or Keedy Gossman is my guy. And then who are you stacking up on this one? I mean, you mentioned a bunch of them just real quick. I kind of like Mejia as like a super contrarian. Uh, I would say, cause we got some good contrarians, Ross, maybe yep. Mejia, Caleb Smith, uh, those guys. I kind of like Mejia, but for stacks, uh, I mean, Houston against Baltimore, probably the best one. I kind of like you mentioned Cincinnati, uh, before Boston, uh, contrarian Cleveland stack here, Arizona, uh, Miami and Oakland, I, I feel like all those are stackable. Big slate. Yep, we're on the same page. Yep, it's a great slate. A little bit of everything. It's going to spread out ownership a ton. That Miami, that uh, obviously Toronto's there, Houston, but that San Diego Sensi game, Coors Field with Pirates, Boston, lots to like. Lots to like. And what else is to like is you follow Linestar on Twitter, Linestar app. And if you like free stuff, like free swag, it's part of the reason to follow him because you guys like Bogman, myself, and Ryan Humphreys, at least one of us is hitting a night. Sometimes <laughs> two. It's just how it works. But, um, yeah, I'm cocky because I finally got one. Just let me have my moment here. But um, you follow them on Twitter at Line Star App. They're going to tweet out the home run calls of the day where all three of us give our call. And if one of them hits and you retweeted it and you got picked to play with one of us, you win some free swag. So, Bogman, Tuesday, June 29th, who is your home run call of the day? I'm just going to take Kyle Schwarber until he doesn't hit a bomb. So, Fair give enough. me Kyle Schwarber again. If you took him, like, three out of five. If you took him every day, you probably <laughs> get at least three swag nights every week. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's a good percentage odds. There's so many great choices tonight. It was really hard to actually pick one, but I'm gonna go back. I, I put, put my flag down in the in the Great American Small Park. Give me Jake the Rake Cronenworth going deep again. Wow, the boy's okay. been absolutely red hot. He's gonna he's gonna get it towards the smokestacks there in right center field. It's gonna be some Drake Jake Cronenworth in that one. You got Kyle Schwarber. We'll see what Ryan Humphreys does. There's so many awesome options. Like you could have went anywhere. But uh, again, check out Blogman on Twitter at Blogman Sports. I'm at BDN Trick. We'll be back with you guys on Wednesday with a smaller slate, but 15 games for you on Tuesday. Good luck, everybody. Good luck. Thank you for listening to the Line Star app on deck podcast. Download Line Star app from the App Store or go to linestarapp.com for all your DFS baseball needs. 
If you love the On Deck podcast, support Casey, Bubba, and Bogman by rating and subscribing. Good luck!